It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 855. What is happening, Gronks? What's going on? How are we? I, How uh, are you, Josh? I am good, mate. I've uh, I've downloaded the new iOS 14. It hasn't started yet? It hasn't... Well, I like literally, it's just... It's at the point stage. where it's saying hola and, uh, you know... Oh, yeah. Hey. So, how you say it? What or, language or, are you going to choose? Maybe go on an adventure today. Go... Uh, that's... Go it's a real pain, I think, to like to then try and work your way back. <laughs> I know my brother did that as a bit of a joke to someone and it's a bit of a pain in the no, ass. No. That is so annoying because then yeah. you'd have to look up some sort of like step-by-step YouTube explainer yeah. video about how to exactly get it out mm-hmm. of Cantonese. Well, well, I woke up at um, 3 a.m. Why? And I, um, well, I went to bed really, really early. Uh, like what I time? Went to- Look, I w- I'll tell you why in a second, but I went to bed around seven. Wow. That's like legit sleep by seven or in in, in your bed, bed by seven? In bed by seven. So, okay, yeah, in, no, no yeah. Woke, up at th- woke up at three, there was a junkie screaming outside, fucking hell. And I just yeah, like, yeah. looked up. I didn't bother um, calling triple zero. Uh, but I was <laughs> checking to see if the, because it was when... Apple was releasing the update, and I so I was just there refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Then just yep. went to bed and did it in the morning. Okay, and so this won't be pushed automatically, or you have to go and get it. No, it will be pushed, but if you're impatient, you'll um, if you just go into general and then uh, click up like in settings, general updates. Yeah, you'll see it there. Okay, how annoyed would you be if I woke up and it was already on my phone? Did no, you be cut? No, no. I mean, <laughs> and so hang on, wait. Been running it for a long time. Him and him and Grace. Oh, we're all why? set up. Uh, public beta. So there's a time where anyone can test it if they want. But I'm just like, I've done enough public betas in my life. I just don't need the yeah. bullshit because you're a guinea pig. I don't want to. Okay. So I want to go back. Why 7 p.m. nine okay. nights? <laughs> so, yeah. So what? it's. Uh, I, I didn't know whether I was going to bring it up or not. Well, but I, but you, I will. You, I will. So you can't not now. I know. So. I had, uh, I was going to go for a walk. Yes. At about okay. uh, around six. So I was in bed about 7.30. Yep. Six. Okay. Before then, about an hour before that, I uh, took three magnesium, right? <laughs> I and know where this is so, going. No, I don't know if you do. And so I, I, took, I took three magnesium. Why? Uh, because I just like feeling sore all over, right? And from what I've seen, like they recommend two at a time, but I went three. I was just like, okay. you know, if two's good, three's better. And so... Uh, it's not how it works. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, but that's what I did because I wanted to feel looser and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Went on the walk, sitting on our couch, and uh, I push out. What I believe to be a fart, and <laughs> I, I projectile. <laughs> oh no! What? And so you're blaming the magnesium. <laughs> what else can you do? Who else do you? But obviously, well, you know how much fucking tension there is with keeping the couch clean. Oh, <laughs> oh so- no. <laughs> what were you, nude? What were you wearing? Shorts. 
Um, okay. And so <laughs> it's one of those things where it's Fahad is like, uh oh. And then I get up and then like Bree's eyes like wide open. I'm just like, go on and get like paper towel and stuff. And then, oh, um, no, dude. <laughs> oh, no. And so I, I like. You hear hung your head stories. in shame you and hear walk your poo to the stories, bu- but you don't hear poo stories the next day. This is <laughs> this is courage. This is um, if there's vulnerability in 2020, yeah, it's yeah. Josh Jansen right and now. And so then I'm like fucking washing <laughs> my shorts in the basin in the bathroom thing, and then having a shower. And then I just said to Bree, like, she was making smoothies. I'm like, I don't feel like a smoothie. I'm just going to go to bed. Oh no! And so the thing about our couch that we have, the bottom cushions, the ones you sit your bum on, you can't take them off. Yeah. They're fixed to the yeah. couch, yeah. and so you can't just undo the the outer layer. And so what? what <laughs> what's going it's on? All for, no, it was all fine. It was all fine. But the thing, the fucked up bit about it is like when you do something like that, you want to control the whole supply chain around like i'm doing i'm fixing all of this right just breathe just a, and she refused to let she thought that i was going to fuck the couch by just going too hard with it yes yes and yes. so i was in the shower while she was dealing with the couch um <laughs> oh my God. and so anyway it's uh have so you spoken just, to Bree since yeah, yeah yeah i mean i was it put me in a real depression i was just like you know what this is just this really sums up What's just happening at the moment? And just like, and so, I just yeah went into bed. And I was, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. What? So, yeah, so I was uh, well, yeah like, how would you feel? Uh, I don't know. You can either go two ways. You're laughing about it. Well, or- I did. I like like you. You laugh like I did, but it's not like a laugh. Like ha ha, that's funny. Look what I did to the couch. It's oh goodness. Oh, I've shit. Really, yeah, I really... <laughs> That's the meaning of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so anyway... Well, I, you know, you got to like... Yeah, sure, I tell the story of when I was 18 and mm-hmm. shat myself right boat. before I went onto a party boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was a nightmare. But, I mean, you were in the company I mean, in lockdown, like in just ISO, not doing anything. If anything, like you should be able to go to the... Like it's definitely made me gun shy. Like because... <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I blame the magnesium. I think that the mate, like, because, I mean, when you get to 30, you sort of understand how your body works and something yeah. was a bit tweaked and I th- and well, it must di- have been the magnesium. I'm trying to take in, so I've just looked up, there's this site called uh, uh, healthline.com and it says how to make yourself poop. And number five is take an osmotic Osmotic laxatives work slightly different than stimulant laxatives. They're designed to help move fluid through the colon. And magnesium hydroxide uh-huh. is one of those, or magnesium citrate is okay. the packet. That, is it one of those? No, no, it's just mega. I don't know. It's mega magnesium is the brand. But, um, <laughs> and it was a mega yeah, experience, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? yeah. You have had no... How about drop the magnesium, dude, and investigate why yeah. you feel like shit all over your body because yeah. you had the had you had the, you had the boner issue. Direction. yeah. Through magnesium. <laughs> you had the, the yeah. poop issue. Yeah. I mean, this is the human experience, isn't it? Mm. It's... Uh, but how oh, are you wow. going? Well, on this day, seven years ago, I met Amy Hucker, my wife. Oh, that's cool. You know? 
take you back to um, to Bali. Uh-huh. And, Did you have uh, Bali belly on that trip? Didn't. Be when I got back, actually, I felt a bit funny. Okay. Um, but it's probably just the amount of beers I drank. Yep. And um, and just you, you know, I don't know if I don't I don't necessarily think I I was eating well. You have your nice sort of Indonesian food, but then you you're eating mainly um, what is it the uh, uh, what are those sandwiches with like turkey uh, club sandwich club sandwich yeah, chicken yeah. lettuce what is it under bacon chicken there's something did you oh, know yeah. the it's a, yeah I don't know. like it's like a like BLTs and all that sort of club thing. meaning bacon, club lettuce. meaning yeah 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 um, chicken lettuce under bacon I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for. I was blown away when I found that out, to be honest. Um, and so, it was this, how do you know it was this day? Do you have it in the calendar or what's the deal? Well, my, my, so it's great because um, <laughs> my brother and his wife always post about their wedding anniversary, which was the mm-hmm. day before great. Amy and I met. And so, Amy said to me last night, happy anniversary for tomorrow. And I shat myself. I'm like, not, oh, me, not like did. JJ. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I no. thought it was going to get real relatable. I had a moment where I was like, Oh my god! It's a wedding anniversary. Fuck! Like I don't know. I just freaked. And then she said, "It's um, anniversary of when we met." I said, "Oh!" I kind of just then at that point was off it because I was yeah. like, you know, when you like think you've done something wrong, then you're like, mm-hmm. "Ah, I see what you." And then I turned it on her. Look what she made me feel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a true marriage at that point. Mm-hmm. Seven years in, you, say, yeah, you, yeah. you know, it's making you do that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. But um, it was lovely. It was lovely. Never expected to meet, um, you know, someone like Amy that uh, that would uh, change a my potato life. Head. Here I was am. Was that the first time you met? Was it in a potato head? Yeah, potato head. No, uh-huh. potato head. That is mm-hmm. correct. A day club that do some great margaritas, awesome burgers. I think I had both. So, not great margaritas, just great cocktails, mm-hmm. full stop. Anyway, so um, I did that. Did that. Yeah. So, that was great. But I mean, it was. Um, I mean, how times change. Seven years forward, would you would you think that you're getting up early in a pandemic, trying to go down for a little coffee with your son, <laughs> and Amy's at home, just you know, resting in bed, and Bodie and I are having a little, you know, baby chino and coffee. Well, it was, it's, I mean, uh, it's nice that you've got a bit of a routine. I did, even though about like there was the incident last night, the actual walk. Was was great. The beforehand walk, getting out and about. I think that, Look at that the, definitely, think, like, think about when I um, was doing alone outside. Photos every single day, getting into a routine. There is something yeah. nice about having that. 100%. Routines are great. But you forget um, it, don't you think? Like, I reckon for, there's probably a lot of people who are just have given up on any form of routine based mm. on things changing so much. So there's, it's a little no, bit I like, yeah. I don't think it's on purpose either. No. Like I think it's a, a a product of a a new thrust into a new routine of working from home, and so you then quickly adapt bad habits or habits that aren't serving you. Mm-hmm. It's um, I was thinking this morning of like, what is something that you want to drop or not do? Many you know, so of you. I think that. Uh, for you, and I'll think mm-hmm. about it for myself, but okay. what what do you not want to do anymore? Like, th- I think that's a powerful way of looking at uh, identifying. It's probably, you, you could then look into those things and say, okay, what is it within that? Mm-hmm. 
that isn't serving you? Do you want to What's go the first? list? Uh, Just to pick one? No, nah, I think you could go a list and then we can sort of dive into one. Mm-hmm. I think there's the classic... There's the classic um, I think when you when you feel like what you're saying, you've lost the routine of your past that was working for you, you feel like you want to shake things up. Like if you've got too much in your house, you feel like you want to pull everything out of your house and just have nothing in your room other than a mattress and then start from there. But I think that's the drastic go- approach to trying to fix the feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like uh, exercise. Yeah. Should, be, should be doing that every day. Well, it's not, not something that you. So that's something you want to start get, doing. The, okay, the stopping thing is interesting, okay, right? Yep. Like because yep, the, there's yep. heaps of things you want to start doing, yeah, but great. stopping no, feels like maybe a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. So stopping. So yeah, what do you want to stop doing? Um, well, uh, definitely, uh, like sugar. Stop it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Tommy, stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You see how it's uh, you just want a little something after yeah. dinner, don't you? Mm-hmm. You just yeah, and yeah. you just get in that habit of routine. It's like it's time for sugar. Mm-hmm. It's time. Uh, it's so bad. Yeah. No, I definitely. I was going to say eat after dinner, like stop stopping eating after dinner. But I think <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. the sugar one fixes that because it's normally is something sweet. Yeah. So I think that the um, I mean the the quitting sugar thing. Do you think that that you know on the spectrum of cutting things out and diets and stuff like that. Do you mm. think it feels like there's um it's not very socially acceptable to cut anything out unless you've got some form of allergy from a sugar <laughs> perspective, do you think on the on the spectrum it's probably pretty acceptable do you think in 2020 to cut sugar out? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely because I guess sugar's seen as the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, there's no one out there, you know, really beating the drum for sugar, saying, mate, this is, you know, you look at protein. If you look at your macros mm-hmm. and you've got your, uh, you know, people out there saying, yep, for fats, yep, yeah. for protein, but there's yeah. no one out there saying, yep, for, I mean, there is carbs, but the, the specifically mm. sugar sure, and <clears throat> and how that relates to carbs, but no one's beating the drum for sugar, mate. So, is it food for honest. you as well? Or what's it, how have you, um, what else do you want to stop doing? Because I know what you want to start doing, yeah. you want to do your boxing and your... You're at your yeah, new yeah, place. yeah. So, okay, Beautiful stop, greenery okay. out there. Is that a hedge? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, oh, behind me. I forgot. Yeah, yeah that's a big hedge. Oh, like that's a big nice. tree at our entrance. And so, you mm-hmm. can come up some steps and you're sort of covered. It's really nice. Uh, what else is there? Okay. Okay. Now, I've got it. Have a, you I've put a it. TV in the lounge now or is it in the bedroom? Yeah. In yeah. TV's in the lounge. Well, that's great. Are you going nice. to have okay, free yeah, No, this is stuff? it. This is it. Okay. Um, stopping watching things at night. There you go. When are you going to watch That's it? a good one. During the day? Well, no, weeknights. Let's go weeknights. Mm-hmm. Other than family movie night. What do you want to do? <laughs> well, instead? I, I, instead of watching stuff, yeah, uh, there could be exercise. You could easily implement that, start mm-hmm. getting out and about, like moving. Like you just, that's the time, right? There's time spent watching 60 minutes a night of some kind of show. Real trap, and I, and I think I've probably given myself a bit of a, you know, uh, a, I've let let go a little, not yeah. like you last night, but um, <laughs> in terms of like watching, my my saying was no series, absolutely no series, because when you when you, it's a trap. You mm-hmm. next minute you you so why do they make series deep? What, what, why do they make them? 
um, for vulnerable people <laughs> that get sucked in. No, it's escapism. I love it. The thing is, I love, I love movies. I love series. But I don't think just because you love something means you need to give that thing to yourself. Otherwise, you'd all of life's pleasures sure. you would fucking just uh, succumb to and you'd be living this indulgent life that um, is driven by your senses. Mm. Well, I've been thinking about um, audio. I listen to a lot of podcasts, audio books. Yeah. I think an easy rule is if I'm going to listen to something, I need to be moving. I need to be either on the bike or walking. Great. Because there's Love so much that. time where I'm like laying on the couch listening to something. Love that. It just seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. I, I reckon there's also a stopping of work at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do say that and then also think uh, there is a version that allows me to do work at random times because like, for instance, today, Bodie's in bed with Amy watching a movie because otherwise he'd be running around and smashing shit out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a meeting at 11 and so, there's a period of time between then where I should, you know, I need to help Amy while we're at home and then, you know, Amy has study to do because she's sort of let that drop because she's been taking a bunch of the load with the move and 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 then I can pick up work at sort of random times. Like I was up this morning at 6.30 mm-hmm. doing some editing for an hour. And so, you got to, like I'm trying, if... if if you are going to be flexible, you then just need to come in and out. But then coming in and out isn't necessarily what I want my approach to be, but it's the only option mm-hmm. to get shit done, right? Well, flexibility, I think, can be a trap. And the um, <laughs> yes. there is, yeah. I mean, there's the thing is that we're always wanting to project the perfect way that we want to do. Ideally, it would be great to do deep work, not using your phone, doing all of these sorts of mm-hmm. things. But why... Why do we keep doing it? There's like there's obviously some societal parts in it as well. Which one the, doing? Well, I think like work. Well, yeah, just yeah, do, doing work at different times. There's the like we have yeah. deadlines, and so then it's yes. like okay, well, I've I've got to do it. It's um, I do it in the evening because I can't do it at you know early in the morning or vice versa. Mm. Um, but and, I, and so the other thing is. Um, you, I, last night I had a feeling while Bodhi was behind me and I think the, uh, this stuff is like hyper-trickery. Having a child triggers all these moments of perspective because you're yeah. like, oh, I'm being a piece of shit because I'm not giving him any attention. Mm-hmm. And then when he come over, can, comes over and says, Daddy, will you play with me? It's like in his cute little can't say with, you, you mm-hmm. know, he said, Wiss, will you play with me? And it's like, oh my God, that breaks my heart. I got to go play with him. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. But then you will realize that you realize that um, you white son. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that the sporadic work can cause this sort of bleed bleed effect where even when you are like about to have dinner, you're at the computer, mm-hmm. especially working from home. I think this is unique to home. Yeah. Because I didn't, well, I wasn't in a habit of being at the office, coming home, and continuing my work on the computer in front of him. It's it's like that. Uh, the the effect of everyone being in the same building. Mm. But Bodhi is going back to daycare uh, on the twenty eighth. So what are we? The sixteenth today. So there's two more weeks at home. Seventeenth. Yeah. Seventeenth. So two more weeks, mm-hmm. and then he goes back to daycare. 
and we'll be obviously still working at home. And so, so how does that, a, what do you think about when you think about him going back? Oh, there's just the the time to be able to just, you know, use the, the day where he's not home uh-huh. as the time to get my shit done. And then when he gets home, that's when you you should be tools down and being able to be a parent at that point. Yeah, I mean, multitasking is always hard. I mm. think that that's the, um, it's like what you were talking about yesterday, just do it, just reactive, doing stuff. Mm. It's What's funny is that, like, we know these things. We know that we always feel good when we write the list and we, like, tick things mm. off and we actually, you know, make the call we need to or clean out our emails or all this sort of stuff. But it's just, especially at the moment, I think there's just so much, Resistance, and I think like the 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 ultimate is, um, you know, like I think about my birthday, how I got to just do whatever I wanted, right? Just fucking eat whatever, also, and I didn't feel that yeah, good but, afterwards. But look, but look at you Wednesday night, mate. Look <laughs> yeah, what happens. I know, I know. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, this is this is the thing. It's um, the thing that we want doesn't necessarily make us happy. If that makes it like so, it's like the 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 result of eating shit food and and all of that sort of thing mm. like you're not going to feel good in like a few hours time so it's like mm-hmm. robbing you know uh robbing your um future for for, well, for your present yeah, type of thing you know it's prolonging so it's pleasure that then puts you into the, some sort of pain and so yeah. i mean this is where i thought about the the um Stopping stuff, so like the alcohol thing, right? Mm-hmm. Last night I said to Amy when we we're in, we we're in Coles. I said I was just like, oh, I just felt a bit anxious. And I was like, oh mate, tell you what, I could just dive into a fucking cheese board and a bottle of wine with you right mm-hmm. now. And she's were like, you oh, cheating? Do you think? Too. Like, oh, so were you sort of? It was followed by, said- but I'm an alcoholic and I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't think so. But I just know that. You won't That's the feel easy good, option. like the cheese. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll feel amazing as soon as fucking that dirty piece of brie hits my, that rotten piece of brie hits my lips and um, uh-huh. and then I guzzle down some sort of, you know, fermented grapes. And, um, but come tomorrow, I think what is more rewarding is the feeling of uh, I've sustained again. Like I haven't done it. Like I've, And so do you I've, feel better now because you... Like I'm, I'm just always curious as to what, like even for myself, just trying to work out like what are the things that are going to actually make the difference. It's that like yeah, um, think- tiny habits stuff, like BJ Fogg's book, which we had in the book club at the, the start of the year. It's like, yeah, these things are like so small. It's it's things like, oh, what time am I waking up, and what are the what's the first thing I'm going to do when I wake up? Whereas like I feel yeah. like at the moment it's a little bit. I mean, I love doing this show because this show, like even last night after my incident, I was like, can't be fucked doing this show. Like this would be really nice to have someone just to handball it to and say, hey, can you do it? And there is that, like I said. This morning. Like like I thought this last night for like, I'm just like, can't be fucked doing this tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But I think that that's, yeah, like it, it is the small things. Yeah. And so- the pain of thinking about doing it. So, let me just work this out. So, 
uh, when I used to do those red carpets, you know, so I had this big dream of like fucking being this, you know, TV host, presenter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I would love to be on the red carpet. And then I was like, every time it came to being on the red carpet, the thing that I thought I wanted the most and like, oh, this is going to be great. I was feeling a bit shit. I felt a bit sick. I was nervous. I felt crap. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't a good experience. But then you, I pushed through and it was like the the moment that you are in the car on the way home feeling just like, you know, a bit euphoric of, you know, you know when you're tired or you've been mm -hmm. on your feet for a while and you, and, you, and you get the opportunity to sit down and you're like, oh, this feels good. And so it was the on the way home bit that's the best. That and always happens, that, isn't it? Like that's across yeah. every like Bree says this every time we go to a party because it's like beforehand I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I can't be fucked. And then yeah. it's like I I go, I have a great time, and then we're like, Oh yeah, that was fun, glad we did this. And then like say we have another party, Bree says, Remember you had a great time last time yeah. at that other party? And I'm like there's a lot of work. Like, I was sort of putting mm. it on. Like, I don't know if I was having as much fun as I sort of was making out. Yeah, It's very confusing, yeah. isn't it? I mean, the, but the, the discipline to not do things. Mm -hmm. I just looked up what... So, discipline says... Discipline brings stability and structure into a person's life. So, you, um, if there were no discipline, people uh, would do whatever they want and make mistakes without putting the consideration of others first and foremost. It promotes good human behaviour to better society and make it more enjoyable place for everyone to live. But in terms of, so I, I would see uh, discipline being acted upon is when you are able to not do something. So we're talking about mm -hmm. cutting the thing. And there is like, you look at these sort of insane characters like uh, David Goggins, you know, yeah, like yeah. extreme, like. Well, we love, but we, we idolize or respect people who are disciplined. Yeah, and so definitely. The, and the, but also, high status to be disciplined. Yeah, high status. status. Mason was yeah. on the phone. He's like, mate, you and your status. Like, what are, like, <laughs> oh, no. And I think, I think after that conversation, I think I would be one side of a lot of people who, mm -hmm. who wouldn't quite get it because there's this, you live in this paradigm that's hyper thinking, hyper cerebral about your existence meaning your interactions with people, where everything sits, how it all fits. Mm. And that's your unique approach to life that I absolutely fucking love. And so... It's not any, for everyone, you know, but it's also... It's like, not for everyone, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, but also, like, it is... I think that there's something a bit arrogant as well about being like, oh, this is what it is. Like, it does... There is an element, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. that makes it feel like it's some sort of big game that I'm, like, fucking facilitating right? yeah yeah right. which it's is not the person walking around talking about how self-aware they are it's like yeah, exactly you've, you've become self-aware to a level that you've lost self-awareness yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like because there's another level and so no i get it I it's get like it. why do we do what we do i think is the big question that i wonder so the thing is i know that like you know i envisage you know for me it's like okay uh, you know, I don't feel great at the moment. I've like, you know, let myself go. But what percentage I've you got? What percentage? As in uh, fat percentage? In no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I get that you went there, but I just I wasn't meaning that. I was just meaning a percentage check in. Okay. Oh, in yeah. general. Um, <laughs> and I then reckon, followed by body fat. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I reckon. Um, 
Oh, it's so hard to tell. I reckon like I, the, and I think a lot of people can um, relate to this. You have five different percentages throughout the day. It changes all the day, all, yeah. all the time. And the other thing too is it's like I caught myself. I th- feel like, you know, when people say like, how are you? And it's like, it seems a bit disingenuous when you're always like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. I like tried it out. I don't know how I feel about it, but like I had a meeting with a client and like, oh, how are you? I was like, oh, good. I was like, actually, I'm like not feeling that great. But it was just like, I was just like, actually, yeah. I can't. I'm not doing this again. Like, I tested it out. I was like, oh, I don't, that's really annoying. Because what are they meant I to do with that info? And also, I was just like, all of it, like, they're not my psychologist. It's just a client. It's just a client meeting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm all for sort of sharing your feelings, but... um Maybe come to me next time <laughs> when I when I ask you and rather than you saying good. Well, thanks, I just mate. feel that the reason I did it was because I'm like, <laughs> oh, maybe like I have moments of uh, am I projecting how I'm feeling onto other people? So I'll have moments where I'm like, oh, people aren't vibing me today or like I feel like a bit of pushback from a lot of people. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm projecting off something. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. like different and I don't realise I'm being different. And so – Part of it was it was like the start of a meeting. It's like, okay, I'm going to say this thing. I'm going to say oh, I'm not feeling great. So maybe they realise, oh, like, oh, Josh has been a bit fucking weird or it's like being a bit different. It like makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Appreciate that. I think, um, I mean, what's the other opportunity in those situations? It's it's not like suck it up and fucking get through it. It's like mm. I wonder how it, there there is a... So, you're having a level of awareness around your feeling. And so, what what's another opportunity? This is what I had a crack at. Mm-hmm. I was like, I could be pretty negative right now, but like, how can I just sort of fucking smile and get into it? Mm-hmm. And I felt better. I felt better about it and I knew I was a better version of myself. And so, there's a... There's so, a- which point is it then that a positive thing versus... The, you know, the toxic masculinity or whatever of like yeah, not th- saying I think that you're okay, don't cry, just fucking always. Yeah. N- nothing can ever be wrong. Yeah, I don't think there's, I don't think there's just one or the other. I think, well, there's I think a both truths version. are right, right? Because it, like I think that that works, like you being able to potentially in this overly sensitive world, it's like I feel. Yeah for uh, people who are feeling like they are a minority or are a minority or dealing with these things because it's like Mm. that's a lot of negativity that you also have to hold and it's like a lot of like if you feel like you are in that position, I feel like it can be a harder journey than Mm. showing up and smiling and like doing the best that you can do within a a system that's not necessarily fair. Um, Of course. But there was so Sam Harris, uh, my meditation teacher, um, you know, personal, we we have a relationship together. Anyway, he um, he says quite often today just burn 10% brighter, and so with every interaction you have, try and burn 10% brighter. And so that's like whether it be with a waiter or someone you meet, or Mm. you know, because everyone is swimming in a sea of that same experience we're all at a you know a level we're all in our unique sea that's sort of got its different chop going on and so 
there is the version of having people that you should talk to. And so, what we're talking about is with clients and trying that. <laughs> is it, I, I appreciate it. What's the how? Like, it's just like, especially when you are, we do really creative work. And we're also like yeah. giving a bit of ourselves in a moment. And so, I wonder what the what the the time is to within a team context or within, you know, like having that conversation around, like if you're going to give all of your creativity and your thoughts, being able to be like a bit, feeling a bit off today, but, but maybe mm, it's like, mm. maybe it's about setting the intention, feeling a bit off, but I'm excited about this conversation and getting the most out of this. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, God, there is also the, the internal team that you could probably be m- more transparent through mm. I guess it's like when it's you get on a plane, you don't, hear, you? The, you don't want to hear from the you don't want to hear you don't want to hear from the pilot that he doesn't feel great today. Yeah, he's going to fly the plane. So yeah. the, the, you could see our service offering, mm-hmm. client facing, is us fronting up like the pilot, mm-hmm. and it's not about being toxic mm. and suppressive in our emotive states. But definitely, you need that support system around you. And so, if you don't have people, maybe say it to a client if that's your. If but that, isn't that if the you whole, feel comfortable? Isn't that the whole point that it's like, you know, like if we look at community? I guess the thing is like responsibility. Like everyone's got their own thing. Like I wonder, mm. in that moment, it's an opportunity to create an extra level of connectedness. Of like, oh, like they're probably feeling shit too. Like everyone's mm. not feeling great, right? And so yeah, if we're yeah. all faking this, oh, fucking yeah, 10% brighter, I, I completely get that. But that it's not version. even faking. You don't need a fake 10% brighter. You can feel 10% brighter. And so the point being in the lesson is that there is versions of a, we have choice mm-hmm. in what we're feeling even when we're in horrible situations. Because and you, so this is always are, the challenge. I think that this is where it becomes challenging, like what I was saying before, right? Like it's not always a, a choice. So like, and that's, I think this, especially when it's, when we're talking chemical imbalances, mental health, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Some people it's like, they would love to feel. And so, so they can't, they can't even fathom that next step. I don't think that I rarely get to, to that point. I think that you can always, you know, going for a walk, doing these things, they seem very superficial. And for someone that's got extreme mental health stuff, not that um, productive potentially. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that you can, uh, if mindset is one tool that we use as a way of shifting how we feel, why would we discredit it or why would we say, oh, no, but mm. not for them? Like, ever, you should fucking. Give it a go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, this it could change everything, or it might not change anything. Yeah, could make you feel worse. Could make you feel better. I don't think. I, what did it make you feel when you said it? And then the response um, was oh, no, like no. It was no. It was they were really nice. They're like, oh no, I completely get it. Blah blah. blah. But I was just mm. thinking in the moment. I was thinking about it. I was like, um, I the the word would be vulnerable. Like I did feel mm-hmm. like, um. Oh, I'm just put like putting this out here. I don't know, like, who's yeah, it yeah. for? What's it for? But then it's like, okay, we ask the like, oh, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Like, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a very I Australian guess so then thing as well. The the question is, had you spoken to somebody else in your close mm-hmm. 
friend oh, network. Definitely. I mean, about this is, how you felt. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's yeah, yeah. the the um, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think that that like I think that the 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 pushback on oh mate, you don't don't tell this person unless you've told this person or whatever. Like I think um, it's a little bit more sort of layered than that. I would say. Mm. Um, mm. because but, it's, yeah, there's like, there's nothing wrong with what you did at all. Yeah, but maybe, but there's I think that probably absolutely. like what your your prejudice towards it, or you're like maybe come to someone else or do that sort of thing. I get that's the exact internal response that I had. It was mm. actually fine, and so I think mm. that there's there's something a little bit toxic about framing. Okay, when we when we're going to be this way and when we're going to be that way. Um, especially in a, in a business, I guess, where it's like, I mean, just think about like if you go to a workplace, there's so much shit that you're dealing with. Like for mm-hmm. other pe- everyone else's shit, right? Like if you, like there's uh, personal issues, all that sort of thing. And it's impossible, like 2020, it's impossible. Like what, what you're experiencing or what we're seeing is it's like with this client thing, it's like we've sort of created this, this thing. It's like if you go to a restaurant and you ask the waiter, how are you? And they say, oh, I'm not feeling good. But the thing is, like, I don't think we can laugh at it. I don't know if we can even judge it. It's like, hang on, if that person in that moment. Oh, yeah. Felt- I'd laugh at the, I laugh at the, the, it, just the scenario where it's mm. like society has not made it okay for the waiter to say, yes, that's what I'm laughing at. It's like, mm. because the waiter is a human that's probably feeling what we're feeling. Yeah. And so, you're totally spot on there. It's like, because you would be very taken aback by somebody in that service offering. Mm. But maybe that's that, like, there's a part of me, like, Like, it's the first time I've ever done it. It's the first time I reckon I've ever, if someone said, how are you not saying good? And I think part of it is like, it's the the are you okay day. It's all that sort of thing. Like, just recognizing that, like, you know, it's, it's much, is, it's as much for other people it is for me where it's like, okay, if we mm. can create some and I did feel in that moment where it's like I was coming <laughs> yeah. to the meeting as a truer version of myself where it's like yeah. they actually get the context. So Yeah, I like it. No, I love it. Okay. It's um there no, but I think that it's there is definitely I don't even know if it's like toxic is the right word. Mm-hmm. When it's a society thing that's... I mean, toxic is pretty emotive. I think a toxic like is a bit triggering for people or it's like a bit of this emotive yeah, definitely. thing. It's, it's a... Definitely. Um, if it's you a, can shine a bit... Yeah, and if you can be that... So whatever that does in that moment where it just unlocks, you know, vulnerability, a buzzword, right? But it is mm-hmm. like you actually being a version of your true self in that moment... If that sort of, I just feel like there could be like a, a an unlocking in those moments mm-hmm. where the rest of it is like, well, I've put it on the table. And so, if you do sense mm-hmm. that I'm a fucking piece of shit in your eyes in this moment, you know why, baby. And yeah. so, take me in my full piece of shit. <laughs> well, but, right, you know. but just, I guess like the, the question is, it's like, um, what's the what's the negative side of that? So, the negative side of that is not being able to like what if it felt like in the moment is like am i removing myself am i being disconnected or not taking control of my emotions so i felt like in the moment by me saying i haven't been feeling that 
uh, that great today. But so it wasn't something I wanted to enter into. It was just like, uh, but, you know, everyone's feeling something like this. Um, you said that? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I but think also- that's great. Yeah, I think that, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's not just, it's not just, yeah, someone just opening. Like you're But even prefacing. if you were opening, but see, the thing is like that there, the prefacing of like, uh, I guess the question is that, or where we feel uncomfortable is we feel responsible for our own emotions. And so we feel that we don't want to hinder uh, people, but like we ca- we can't just be, do, you know, communicating that way. However, we're doing it anyway. Whether we say if we don't say yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. feeling good, we're going to be shorter. We're not going to be as open minded. We're not going to be bringing the same level. So we're mm. we're projecting that emotion, whether we like it or not. And so mm. potentially by acknowledging it, mm. maybe then all the it then releases it from the actual communication so then you're not project you don't have to project it you don't have to fucking do it in mm. some form of code in the way that you interact it's like it's all mm. been said and so now it's like yeah um yeah i think the gain is greater for whatever comes from it mm. than what can be lost mm-hmm. and so if you lost a piece of work based on fucking them being like that was weird yeah. not saying you but someone mm. Like, but then on the flip side, you personally have gained this sense of living more true to how mm. how you are in that moment. I think that's probably greater than than the the opposite. And because I get it, yeah. I get the um, the snowflake sort of lens of twenty twenty, where it's, it's like yeah. people, it's it's just like oh, like no, you, you just got to do the work, or you got to do this thing, or you got to. Mm. But there's got to be. I think there is a hybrid. I completely understand the old school or the 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 person who's saying no don't do that um mm. but i feel like there is a nuance there is a thing in between where it's like taking radical ownership i'm not like communicating this to expect anything from them it's purely an exercise in almost putting something to the side maybe i don't know mm. and so is there any place for that in between, do you think? Have you like ever I, had? I, have you had anyone, whether it be a you know a senior colleague or a, you know like a, a manager or a, a someone who you're meant to have that sort of professional relationship with who has opened up to? Uh, let me just think. I no, but I think you. I've felt when they're a piece of shit. When they're feeling like a piece of shit, not they're a piece of shit. I've I've sensed it more so, and so. What would you have felt if they'd said to you, if if they'd said to you, "Hey, uh, look, it's pretty stressful. Like I'm dealing with a few stressful things with, like in um, you know, upper management or whatever it is. Like, yeah. would that? Do you think that that would be positive to the overall experience? Yeah, yeah, I think you would. Um, you would empathise to the onto their level mm-hmm. and probably and what would it do it for could, them yeah I, I mean i can't speak for them yeah. but i, I th- mean what you do you think, like, speak for yourself when you when you talk when you air what is going on mm-hmm. i'm just trying to work it out because you're right you're like if i'm feeling shit and anxious and uh, overwhelmed and i don't say it and so then you'll still sense exactly how I'm yeah. feeling. Well, you did it. Like the I first th- wave of COVID, it's like I think that your default is to 
hold it in, deal with it personally, all of that sort of thing. But once you were like, hey, this is really hard with having mm. Bodhi here, it's like then you can actually have some assistance or yeah. then you can actually move things forward or then all of the these things make sense. So I mm. wonder um, I wonder when it doesn't pay to communicate. That's a question. Like I feel like... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you could talk with how you've been speaking. I think you could build a case, which I think you kind of did, is there's, there's never not a time. Mm-hmm. And so, you, like you're referring to senior managers, majority of the time they're hired based on their stability and their ability to manage teams who might be feeling in these ways. Like, I think that's what... And, and whether that's cultural... Mm-hmm. Or not, it's like a. I think it is cultural because you look at a father figure, a mother figure of like when you're a kid, you think they're they've got it all sorted, and because they're the adult, because they're the person that's in charge of the household, but then you soon quite realise that we're all we're all swimming in it together. Can you have stability? Can you create stability and communicate how you're feeling? Can you create stability? Um, so, for instance, like I, I feel potentially work, so like work is an interesting one because, like, if we're to think about work mm-hmm. versus out, outside of work, I think friendship circles and families. There's mm-hmm. a difference to s- senior managers in a business. Well, the, I, I think, remember hearing it's like um, a whisper turns into a shout when you're um, when you're leading a team. And so, if you say a fart, like, fart turns into a <laughs> shout. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. Um, the, no, but like, so for instance, if you've got the intern coming in and saying the world's fucked, the business is fucked, like everyone's <laughs> like, okay, okay, it's fine. Like it's all good. But if the CEO or a leader or something like that saying, oh, everything's fucked, like that, there is an instability. There's definite instability in that. But there's a big difference yeah. between out, <clears throat> outlook, everything's fucked and oh, you know what, like in this moment, like don't you think that is there any, like talking about stability, is this just not like a bit of a facade in regards to like the most stable thing is being able to go through different emotions, recognise them yeah, and yeah, continue yeah, on get, and do all of that sort of stuff? I get it. I don't know if we have the perspective of senior leadership in a big, big ship. So you look at people who are... Look at ar- the army. I mean, mm-hmm. like you look at, or, or even just who's leading culture in the business. And so you mm-hmm. could say a culture of openness and honesty to how you're feeling, but there's also, it's top down a lot of the time. And so if the top down is all over the shop, I'm just spitballing here. Top down is all over the shop. What does that mean to everyone else? Like when people are, like people who are feeling a bit unstable can look to other people who are stable for stability, clearly. And so, but I just wonder w- turn where, it it, where its, it... Yeah, so I guess like if you turn it on your head, though, turn it on its head and say... Because I, I agree. I think that it's a... Um, uh, if we look <laughs> at traditional uh, business and all of that sort of thing, you can say... Yeah. Or if you're working for a publicly listed company where it's like your ability to be st- stable is the difference between your stock going up and down and all that sort of thing. But if you think yeah, about it yeah. from a, a human level mm. and think around, like this isn't about like 
going super personal with like your personal problems and things like that. But it is, mm. I mean, if you look at the um, uh, Dan Andrews, for instance, like whether Dan Andrews says he's okay or not okay, the, the premier of um, Victoria, you can see that he's like, mm. this is an emotional roller coaster, right? And we oh, yeah. and we understand it. We understand that like, of course, it's like, this is really challenging. He's, he's rocking up, whether he's saying it or not, we can tell that, okay, it's fucking hard for, for Dan at the moment. And so it feels mm. like potentially there's a bit of a, a shift in culture based on you've got the you know CEO of um, uh, the AFL, you know, communicating about you know thing, things changing drastically, people losing their jobs, doing all of this sort of mm. thing. Like, um, like that that obviously needs like, but just rocking up and putting on this facade and being like, oh, everything's fine, I'm stable, and all that sort of thing. I feel like removes the human experience from business. And that doesn't mean that mm. you you react and you um, you do all of the things that can be destructive to, you know, just living in sort of that emotional thing. I heard this, um, uh, Robert Greene, who wrote the book, um, uh, what's it called? Human Laws of Nature, I think it is. Laws of Human Nature, I think it is. I've got it. Hang on. Uh, yes, The Laws of Human Nature. Uh, he talks about... Uh, the two parts, like we all have, basically the brain is the jockey and the horse is the heart. And if you uh, if you try and control the horse, the horse will know it and you won't get any performance and it will be a terrible experience. If you mm. let the horse do its thing and just like completely hands off, it will go wild and it will be out of control. And so there's like an equilibrium that needs to happen between the jockey and the horse. And I mm. feel like with business, that's what we need as well. We need to create some form of humanity. And so that's what we're trying mm. Like we're just trying to push the limits or trying to understand if like, okay, what does mm. it mean? Like what's the, like when is this relevant? When is this, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I think, yeah. but I think that's perfect because the 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 great leader I think is the the is the jockey that understands the horse, and so I think what we're talking to is the we're talking about navigating mm-hmm. the taming of the horse or being the out of control horse, yeah. and so you could see that yeah, great leader is the one that's. Sort of well, it's not even found taming, the equilibrium. Right? Like, yeah, it's it's like taming. I think sort of puts a suppression on that emotional thing. It's not about suppressing. It's about like working in tandem, working it like um, one doesn't necessarily outweigh Mate, the you other. Ta- you, you tame a lion, but you know the lion can fucking kill you, mm-hmm. and so you, there's it's it's a it's a facade. The taming is all a facade because the horse can go out of control. The lion will bite your head off. But I think that the language is important because the difference between taming, taming feels like suppression, taming feels like control your emotions, where it's actually like how do you work with your emotions? How do you, how do you, how does... I don't actually know what the word tame means. Not dangerous or frightened of people, so it's domesticated. So specifically relating to an animal. So I think the reason, like with taming, like the domesticating of a of your heart or, or the sort of your emotions, for me, like connects with this system stuff that we're talking about, which is, you know, shut up, keep going. Like 
the uh, the professional thing to do, the manly thing to do, the the thing to do if you're a leader is to um, be stable and like and so coming from that place, it feels like uh, eventually there's going to be a point where that's not sustainable. Whereas if you can sort of actually work mm. with and understand the horse and use it as a, you know, anyway, I'm over that analogy. <laughs> yeah. I don't even fucking yeah, I, don't know anything about horses. Yeah, I guess when we say people are saying, and we're not specifically talking about anyone, because I don't hear anyone saying this, right? Same we could what, be referring to culture uh, in terms of that, you know, masculinity. When we talk about masculinity and what men do, it's like it's the unsaid thing that we do, right? So that becomes societal norms or culture expectations. And so. But we see it, right? Like we. Like we we have a, a reaction or a feeling and then we're like, oh, why do we have that? Why am I feeling mm. this way? Oh, this is this is based on this, this, this and this. And then it's like, oh, it's actually, it's not my opinion. It's not my thought. It's not the way that I feel. It's how I think that I need to, mm. like, I feel like for a lot of things and a lot of people, it's like going to work can be a performance. Um, it's like the, you know, the what it means to be an HR person and what you got to do. And it's like, but like mm. I've met heaps of great people in those roles that bring more humanity to it, less sort of, you know, mm. professional in air quotes, but it's actually way more effective. Yeah. I think there's probably is a movement towards more humans, human centered leadership within business. Mm. Like what we're talking about. I um I wonder I mean the the companies of the future and the businesses like ours I mean they have to be a result of these conversations like it has to move that way if we're talking about it it's also dealing with people like I think that especially with what we're building it's like all of those things like we are sharing a bit of ourselves it's like when Jess uh, said to you it's like ah. Oh, you're hearing things that I would never expect, you know, uh, someone within my, you know, team to to hear because she's on a fucking yeah. podcast and you're editing it and doing all. But that's like, mm. that's that's 2020, don't you think? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's having a fucking podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. Is it vulnerable at that point? Like, it is, but. It's a um it is an interesting sort of mechanism, the podcast thing, to 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 access those results of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, because you yeah. can feel like we're just having a conversation, it's you and I, there's no one else listening. Well there's a there's a faux vulnerability too. Like there's this and that's what I'm always wary of, is it's like am I being really vulnerable? Like if I tell this story, like am I really being vulnerable? Or it's like there's some people who, or I think we all do it. It's like we can be extremely open in some areas and and, and demonstrate vulnerability, but mm. we don't have vulnerability at the very basic, basic, basic level. And so, for instance, like I think the trap with the entertainers or anyone doing a podcast is the the vulnerability of doing something through the medium of a podcast. I don't know. I haven't listened to it all yet. I've listened to the start. Tim Ferriss's latest episode on uh, mm-hmm. trauma and stuff. Have you listened to that? Yeah, I've listened to probably 30 minutes. Yeah. Heavy. And so the thing is, it's like 
he hasn't told most of his most of his friends don't know this story. Most mm. family don't know this story, and so he is choosing this method to do it. Mm. You could say that there's a level of vulnerability in having that conversation with each individual person, but you've got to ask like, why is like, the reason he's telling that story is because he wants to help others. He wants yeah. to be able to to normalize some of these things. Yeah. Um, and so, which I think it, we, yeah. it will, it will, won't it? Mm. To some degree. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. It definitely is, starts a conversation and, and, um, also, I think it talks about, you know, he talks about the psychedelic stuff or psilocybin or whatever it is and all that, like all the, that sort of stuff. And you can see the, um, uh, people are talking about you hear about it on podcasts all the time, but then there is the reality that it could untap a bunch of other things that you don't, <laughs> yeah. you aren't thinking about. And so I think people go into this with some sort of, um, you know, this is the 2020 thing to do, or you know, um, uh, not realizing how much of a strong thing or strong impact that it could have. Oh yeah, I think there's nothing new about th- that as a. But it's probably just more common knowledge now uh, in in society that that's what it can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so hallucinogens and these things have opened up, tapped into things for, for, since they've been around, right? Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the vulnerability thing, it's, um, it, so I was just thinking about, uh the one thing I like about listening to people who have a podcast, or like thinking about who about people who have a podcast, so um, consistent things as well. You see that it's hard to escape uh, showing who you are when you are mm. showing up quite often. Mm. And you know the television in the old days, performers. I think you could hide it behind closed doors because it is very thought out for a 30-minute piece. It's probably months of work. Well, that's a criticism that. of like Alan DeGeneres is it's like or anyone, Dr. Phil, all of these characters where yeah. it's like the disconnect between who they are as a person and then what they're mm. doing on air. Yeah. I think when you are forced to think about how you would be coming across at a consistent, like what are, what are you think about your character and you think about who you are. And so then you're, ch- you're ch- like, I think this show, you get a great sense of who we are mm. as as individuals. Well, because we're trying to figure it out too, I think. on the, And I think yeah. that that's why, um, you know, potentially like I don't take, like I think I'm pretty comfortable with criticism, especially like against the podcast because I'm like, I understand how this flowing of information of thought and all that so like i don't even like all my ideas like most of them i don't like like <laughs> this is the thing and like we there's a lot of self-hate for a lot of people and i think that like that's yeah it makes sense of course like people are going to project um or not be happy with what we're talking about or different pieces and so but i think that that stops a lot of people from doing it because yeah the the reality of it is that probably that there's more people who won't connect with our message or get it mm. or be interested in it than people that are. And um, and so I think like for us, it's just like being able to keep it very insular. I think that this is, I was talking to a mate yesterday about 
what does it mean to be mainstream? So not from the sense of what it means is it from an audience perspective, but what's the difference between a content perspective? So if you say this podcast is a mainstream podcast, mainstream audiences will like it. What is the difference? Like if I put a if, if I mm. put a piece of mainstream content and put um, something like what we're doing up, what is what is the difference? Um, what do you think? Mainstream uh, from the old school sense, in my mind, is appeals to everyone, and mm. so it won't ruffle feathers. It will. It could be for mum, for grandpa. Mm-hmm. For anybody in between that you know that could could enjoy it, and so you you're trying to how can we access the most amount of people with this one piece of content? I feel like that's what mainstream content could be mm-hmm. yeah, I think that and part of that is it's it's um somewhat missing a, an element like as soon as you mm. try and do uh to do that, it has to sit in the middle. So it's like if you think about chocolate or something, it's like if you've got 85% dark or whatever and then you've got like super sweet, like it's got to sit in the middle. But mm. if it's like sitting in the middle will, I guess, have the most likelihood of getting a broad audience. Yes. But you won't necessarily get any extreme uh, interest. You won't get like you won't connect on a super deep level. And so that's what like I think that – outside of mainstream i think that that's like i'm so excited about these different things that we're building because they have their audience they have and they can be really for the people who are listening and it doesn't need to be like i think that the thing that i always think about is like i think growth is funny like as a as a metric so like when you think about growth there's a risk there's a risk that you are trying to change your product to become more palatable for a bunch more people. And I think for us, mm. what what growth is, is it's like trying <clears throat> trying to find more of the people that are relevant, like who find this interesting. And I don't I don't know yeah. what the answer I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Yeah. Just back on vulnerability, I was thinking um, there's the version of you that you want others to think you are. Mm-hmm. And there's the version of you where you are right now and vulnerability in my eyes is one way of looking at it could be um, revealing to people where you are, you're in the middle, Uh, you're not where you want to be and you're not necessarily the person at the moment that you are isn't where you want to be and so being open to for people to see like warts and all or to see the true side of you, not in a negative sense. I think seeing the true side of you could think that the true side of you is this piece of shit. But it is like someone pointing out like, I see the hole there and you definitely know that the hole is there and you're trying to bridge the gap or you're trying to you know patch that hole. And someone, because what does that mean? If someone can see that hole, it's the judgment that can come with it. It's the pointing out the obvious it's the you know the the criticism about it or the feeling that they'll feel and so i mean that that is a sense of vulnerability but also like everyone like it has is anyone at the point where they've like clocked life like this <laughs> is the thing it's not. like it's it's not going to it's not like we're ever going to 
get to a point where it's like, oh, yeah, I've done everything that I've said that I want to do for the most part. Um, and so I think potentially we can be hard on ourselves based on where we are and where we want to be. Mm-hmm. But then we also need to realize that it's just like it, it moves in this dynamic way where as we progress what we want to do. So if I think about five years ago, I would say that my goal would be to doing be doing what I'm doing now. Like having, you know, five years ago, someone said, oh, yeah, you've done over 850 episodes of a podcast. I'd be like, that's, a, like, that's epic. That's what I want to mm. do. The thing is you slowly work towards that and then you're like, okay, I've done that. I still don't feel good with my body or I don't feel good about this. And so like it just mm. – um, like there's, there's a piece of work I guess in uh, recognising that and being sort of, um, uh, you know, not not falling for – I think that I constantly fall for when I get to this weight, when I get to this sort of thing, like I'll feel – lighter i'll feel better i'll feel clearer it's like it's never it's never like that right because we can all talk about how you look at a photo from you um three years ago and you're like oh man i thought that person was like overweight or unhealthy or like fuck what i would do to be that person now and so that's (laughs) a the fucked up thing and so if we can just apply that to now and be like oh like this is actually really good um Mm -hmm. Because it's yeah, it's 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 weird, but because you, you, we're never going to arrive, we're never going like it's not going to be a time where it's like we've done everything that we want to do. Mm. Mm, definitely. Okay. All right. Good one. Uh, it's a daily talk show. If you enjoy the show, uh, share it on Instagram. Just do a screen grab now. Uh, if you're on your uh, your phone, uh, you know, tag us up uh, so that we can say thank you. Uh, you give us some you, love. Yeah, if you uh, also uh, one trick Tony Tony Lodge's show, it's great. Uh, episode drops uh, every Thursday, and today being Thursday, there's a new episode there. So definitely go check that out. Uh, also, there's uh, too much Tully episodes come out every Tuesday. Hump Day replay came out yesterday, being Wednesday, and on Sunday, the very first episode of Screenplay Sunday with special guest Ryan Shelton. So make sure you go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe so you get it on Sunday. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. Have a good one. See you guys.